Well, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of The Fractured Brain. I'm your host, Jeb Abai. Today's date, October 23rd, Sunday in the year 2022, and I want to welcome each and every one of you listeners that have deigned to join me today. So, um... I think I did a podcast on Thursday, on midweek catch-up, just uh, talking about um, the birthday and other things, and uh, the birthday came and went, uh, uneventful day, Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm a year older, (laughs) is what it is, right, you know, we're all aging, and, uh, you know, I received uh, on Facebook, uh, as every year, um, just a, a wonderful amount of people wishing me a happy birthday. And, and, and that, that, that means a lot. And I want to say thank you to all those folks that uh, took the time, especially to write a nice uh, personalized message. And, uh, of course, uh, all the and then people on Messenger, too. My favorite being Eric Clayton uh, from uh, my butt, my old pal from Savior Machine singing happy birthday to me. Uh, he sent me a recording as he does every year. Uh, this one, he has a little bit of a head cold, but he did okay. I thought he sounded great. All right. So, um, so uh, you know, I, I, I always try to have something in my head when I, uh, jump on a podcast and, and sometimes it's just, uh, well, 90% of the time it's freewheeling. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's been something that's kind of been on my mind, um, because I deal with it a lot. Um, and, you know, I don't, other than the people that write me, I don't really talk much about it publicly. And uh, I, I guess I, I feel a need to do so now. Um, you know, and I'll begin by saying this. The one thing that I am very grateful for is... Um, people feeling comfortable with me and I really really appreciate that that they know uh, no matter what they say to me uh, about their feelings their experiences their it it doesn't nothing nothing you know they say can offend me and I think that's a, a that's such an important thing that we should have as humans, but we just live in a very judgmental society in all ways around. It it doesn't even have to be uh, religious, um, you know, for someone to be sanctimonious and and prejudicial and judgmental. Well, religion doesn't even have to have a play in it. Um, it's just kind of where we are as humans and where we've always been. But, um, 
the sad part is 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 especially as uh, believers um, you should be able to have the absolute comfort levels to go and share um, whatever it is that you're feeling and that you're going through as a believer um, with a pastor or a confidant, a friend, um, because we all have our moments of doubt. We all have our moments of whatever you want to call it, sin or things we deal with. Um, and I, I think people that they just feel trapped and that they can't share because they do feel that if they do share, they're going to be viewed differently. They're going to be seen differently. And now um, they'll always have it in the back of their head. And trust me when I say this, I completely understand not wanting to share with some people um, because those people will have you for Sunday lunch and that and and you'll be your ears will be burning and burning because people will talk uh, uh, and that's a that's the true tragedy of it because you know these things you know if you followed the Pauline advice and then and that was to you know confess your sins one to another um, you know you know, you, you can't nowadays because you will have people gossiping about you. And that, that, like I said, that's the real shame of it. And, and it shouldn't be so, but the reality is that a lot of times it is there. And if you're not dealing with that and that's fine, that's great. But there's a lot of folk out there that deal with it. I was one of them in my particular situation and uh, like I said, it's just it's just the way it is. And that's one of the reasons why you develop. You can either develop a, a callous attitude towards religion or uh, the particular church you belong to or the sect of Christianity you belong to or whatever. And you could or you could just forsake it altogether and and forget why you even came to the faith in the beginning and that's always kind of where I always start with people. So all of that to say this, um, I, I, over the years, it's just a compiling. And like I said, I, I'm grateful that people feel comfortable enough with me that they know I'm not going to judge them. And that's one of the reasons why I've always been an open book with the things that I go through and deal with and share. Of course, there are those private, private things that I, I you know, just that's just my own business. But as far as, you know, openness and doubting and anything like that, you know, always expressed anything that I feel and anything that I'm struggling with or dealing with uh, in my humanity and my, you know, life living every day um you know it, it expresses through my lyrics um but i'm glad that i've come across as someone 
that um, people feel comfortable enough to share. And I've had so many um, believers write me and come out of the closet, you know, and talk to me freely about their homosexuality. Um, people that uh, just feel like they can't share anything, you know, I mean, you know, people that, you know, live promiscuous lifestyles in the shadows and, and, you know, that, and when it all comes down to a lot of people just living double lives, um, and that's tough because, you know, we're trained to live a double life. You know, think about it. You, 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 when you get your job and, you know, your one way at work, your work performance, your work uh, persona, and then your home persona. So we kind of are already normally geared that way. And then there's some people that can't separate it and they bring their work persona home. And then there's people that just can't separate and then take their regular persona to work and then end up going from job to job to job because they can't just hide who they are and what they are and the way they talk and the things and their opinions and what they say and everything else. And then they find it difficult to follow HR policies and company policies and everything else. So. Uh, it's like I said, we're kind of already geared that way to live a double life. And uh, it's almost like we were prepped and trained that way. Um, and there and it, and it's just the way it is, you know, because, of course, you know, because you got to look at it from some things and some facets it's like okay well i sleep in my boxer shorts or i sleep in the nude or i sleep wearing 1950s pajamas you know with a t-shirt underneath even um you know but you don't go to work like that you don't get out about your day and walk around like that I and mean, if you do then we might have to check you into some place because uh uh <laughs> although i see a lot of people that just seem to walk around in their pajamas nowadays but i digress from that um but um like i said there's some things that are just it's kind of like a given you know um but a lot of people just live with this thing that they're always afraid of exposing. And, and like I said, they end up living a double life. And that's no way to live. That's no way to live. I mean, the central thing, one of the central things that Jesus said, I came to give life and life more abundantly. And, and, and that's in all avenues, all aspects. And people have to understand that. But one thing that has been a huge, huge gambit, like I said, I've, I've had people come out to me. I've had people confess their promiscuity, their drug addiction, their alcohol addictions, their pornography addictions. Um, like I said, it, it, it's not just been one cent main thing. Uh, just a lot of people just come out and they're, they're just dealing with it and they want to know they they feel comfortable enough to share but the biggest one that i see a lot and i answer all of these personally but the one that i i have seen and i really want to encourage because i know it's a tough one um 
is people doubting their faith. You know, they're they're just, you know, I've gotten hundreds, especially over the last five years, um, of of emails that just they say they feel horrible and they don't want to admit it and they, they feel terrible admitting it. But at the same token, they don't want to lie. They don't want to hold on to this thing that, but, but they feel like they are doubting their faith. They're doubting their belief system. They're doubting, is this correct? What we've been taught, what we believe. And I know people are real comfortable sharing that particular subject with me because of the fact that, you know, it always starts out. seems like every email always starts out with, you know, you've studied so many multiple things. And you even mentioned that you're still an avid student of Kabbalah. And I, I can say this and will say this because, I, I, again, I, I really feel that there are more people out there dealing with this than have uh, spoken to me or talked to me or written to me. Because every one of these folks, I literally will give them my number and say, you know, if you ever need to just chat, you know, feel free. And some people do. And we do talk and others don't. They just want to stay behind the anonymity of the email. And that's fine. And we converse that way. But, you know, I always, always say, if you're feeling doubtful, you know, I'm not going to give you the patented answer. I'm not going to start quoting scripture to you and, and telling you um, this, 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 you know. And there's a reason I don't do that. And it's because these people already know and have heard all of that. Um, what they really want more than anything is some sort of level of comfort that says, I get what you're saying and this is my take on it. And I think that's what gets lost. And the reason I started studying, it wasn't so much out of doubt. It was, I began my journey in delving into um, other belief systems back in the uh, mid-90s. And the reason I did is because I became more and more fascinated with the fact that Jesus was a practicing Jew. And then I had learned from my auntie, who lived literally right around the corner from the recording studio um, that I used to record at, at the green room out there in Huntington Beach. And um, from time to time, I would go and visit my auntie. And... Um, she had told us, told told me when I was there visiting her and my cousin uh, that uh, we were Jewish. And it always fascinated me. Uh, Judaism, just in general, just always fascinated me. And especially the fact, it's like she said, Jesus was a practicing Jew. 
this is why you've been so, you know, drawn to, you know, to Jesus because of the Judaism aspect, because that's what we are. This is our people. So from that point on, I started um, now, not heavily, not like going crazy with it. And like I later did, but I, I just, I knew that there was something more that I wanted to learn. And I wanted to learn about this religion. I had heard it once said that Judaism is the father of, of Christianity and, and um, Islam is the mother and their byproduct or their child was Christianity. And, you know, of course, it was very dismissive of those things, that, that kind of statement. And but I but I wanted to really learn if Jesus was a practicing Jew and so were all the converts that he was making. Uh, we're all practicing Jews, then we should know a lot more about Judaism. So I started to study it and and really studying it from I, I wasn't content with learning it from other Christians that studied Judaism or even Messianic Jews. I wanted to study it from a non-Christian. I wanted to study Judaism at its core. So Eventually, by 1997, 98, I start, or it was 98, I sought out a rabbi and started to work with him and learned. And he was very, very reluctant um, because of the fact that my roots were in Christianity. But he was impressed with my Old Testament knowledge. So um, he felt there was hope <laughs> for me. But uh, I, I learned and I, ta I was taught. And then I, while working my job over at Guitar Center there in San Diego and San Marcos to be exact, um, another gentleman walked in and, and uh, I looked right at his necklace and I saw, you know, Yudhevave. And I mentioned it and I go, oh, the Tetragrammaton, you know, that's, co that's cool. I love your necklace. Never seen it quite put that way and uh and he said what is your name and we just started to talk and come to find out he's a rabbi except he is christ-centered and so i started studying and but he happened to specialize in kabbalah so i was really really fascinated by this i mean really really fascinated by it and i said well you know what we need to talk and uh started studying under him. So now I'm studying under two and I've only got one day off a week at this point. I'm working a six day work week and I start studying under both of them. And then when I moved to Las Vegas, um, I started studying um, uh, Buddhism and started just, like I said, I wanted to learn all these different aspects of other belief systems and started recognizing cores, values there that are all workable. And the more and more I dove, uh, at, at some points, at some times, I, I did have confusion uh, set in, which is normal. 
and and I want people to understand that it's completely normal. Um, but again, if you remain grounded um, in your studies, then the truth will always prevail. And I I I found it more rewarding. And then throughout all of it. Ever since I was younger, I had always read philosophy and loved psychology, loved reading Jung, loved reading Freud, um, just loved every aspect of, well, I just was an avid reader. And whenever I had free time, I'd loved reading because it always just, uh, you know, to me, self-education is so important and you, and you just don't stop you know you just keep going and going so where am I going with that what I'm saying is that if you are in an area of would-be doubt or you don't feel content with what you've learned and what you do know, then I can only encourage you to continue your quest and keep searching because I really do believe what Jesus said. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And I really believe that. So let's break that down. Those who hunger and thirst. Okay, two very important things. Hunger and thirst. After the things that are right. Because that's righteousness. Will be filled. So, well, what does that mean? What do you do when you're hungry and you're thirsty? You just wait for somebody to bring it to you. And if you do, but I mean, you make absolutely no effort. You know, I'm not talking about the guy who orders Uber Eats or Pizza Hut and waits for somebody to bring it. And you know, he still gets off, off off his duff and and goes and and opens the door and brings the box in. And, you know, you know, I'm talking about absolutely sits and does absolutely nothing well, what's going to happen to that person? That person's going to experience death because they absolutely do nothing to fill that hunger and that thirst. So you have to put forth the effort. You have to put forth that willingness to seek after the righteousness, the things that are right. So, and I believe truth is right. So, you can paint it any which way you want, but that's why for me, it was no big deal to study these other frames of thought, uh, these other religious ideas, because I knew what my goal was. I hunger and thirsted for righteousness, for the things that were right. So, if you go at it with that same intention, that same idea, you know, 
taking away this thing inside of you. You know, I remember one rabbi that I sat under, he, he, he quoted the Yoda, you know, and, you know, you must unlearn all that you have learned. And that is an absolute truth because when you empty yourself, then it can be filled. So, uh, and you empty yourself and allow that knowledge to just be poured into you. And like I said, I, I encourage you to learn people from people from the source. If like, like one person that just said, you know, I've always wanted to learn and understand Buddhism, then go to a Buddhist. Don't go pick up a Christian's perspective on Buddhism because it'll always be skewed. It, it'll always have a Christ-centered version of it. And it'll discourage you from really understanding what, if you want to know what it's about, then you need to go to a Buddhist. If you want to know what being a Jew is, you need to go to a Jewish person. You need to go to a rabbi. If you want to understand what being a Muslim is, then you got to go to them. You can't go to other people. Just like, could you imagine, you know, you know, um, saying, God, imagine a person saying, I really want to know Christianity. I want to understand what Christianity is. So I'm going to go to this rabbi <laughs> and, and, and try to learn about Christianity. And it, it just wouldn't work. Or you go to this Buddhist and they're just they're just tell you, oh, yeah, well, Jesus is a good guy. But this is, you know, Lord Buddha, blah, blah, blah. You see, again, skewed. You need to go directly to the source. And in the end, you're just going to come out more knowledgeable about things that you had inquiry of. And see, it's okay to want to understand different belief systems or different belief systems because in the end and I really do believe this those who hunger and thirst after the things that are right will be filled I believe truth always prevails so if you're scared that oh these things that I want to study I'm afraid they're going to turn me I'm afraid they're going to uh, make me, you know, not believe in Christianity anymore. You can't think that way. You can't go about it from that, you know, aspect. Um, you have to approach things openly and unlearn what you have learned and then soak up what you're learning and you dissect it. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. And if you feel that it puts you in a place of doubt, everyone has their moment of doubt. So don't ever feel bad about doubt because it's just part of the human experience. And that's all I can tell you is It'll help you to conquer your fears and learn other things and be knowledgeable about them. 
Because there's nothing worse than talking with somebody who just absolutely has no knowledge about what they're talking about. And yet they talk like they do, but they don't. And yeah, nothing can be worse than that. And like I said, it's okay to be human because guess what? That's what you are. Unless you were born elsewhere and and you are another species, <laughs> you're human. And it's human to be this way. Here's my thought for Sunday today. I hope you enjoyed your podcast or the podcast today. And uh, please drop me a line if you have anything to say. Uh, love to hear from everybody. So you can reach me at www.jpbii.com. That's right, www.jepabii.com, jpbii.com. And if you are so inclined to help me continue to do what I do here with Fractured Brain, the YouTube, the music, all of it, uh, and you feel so inclined to donate $5 a month price of a cup of coffee to the cause please come by my patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash j-p-b-i-i otherwise thank you so much for tuning in and you've been listening to the fractured brain Thank you.